Hello, Paul. Hello, Martin. How's it going? I'm all right, mate. I'm all right. Where are you? I'm somewhere between New York. I think I might have said New York before. And Budapest. I'm somewhere between complete ecstatic happiness and right down on me luck. Oh, <laughs> I didn't know we were doing emotions. <laughs> That's where I'm at today. Anyway, let's get into it. So we decided to pivot, haven't we, Paul? We have. We're pivoting. Feel a bit dizzy the amount of pivoting we're doing. <laughs> I know. So this isn't an episode about the website. Which it was going to be. <laughs> That's a good thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it probably is. Let's we'll mention a, a little bit, maybe. Yeah, let's do a podcast about a website. That's a great <laughs> idea. So what we're going to do now is we've obviously been touching a lot on different AI stuff, but we're going to go all in on AI news mixed up with what the hell we've been up to for the past week. Uh, we're recording closer to release date. Yep. So today's Squeaky the 5th. So today's the 5th, which is a Thursday, and uh, this goes out on... Wednesday next week, no? Yeah, so this goes out on the the 11th. So today's the the 5th, it's a Thursday, um, and this goes out next Wednesday. So we're still a little bit behind. It's not like it's Tuesday and it's going out on a Wednesday, but we're a bit closer. Um, So we're going to try and keep everything that we're doing limited and what's relevant to FluxQX, if we probably haven't mentioned, we should have mentioned loads, which is the company that we've started. (laughs) But um, yeah, we should have mentioned that. Anyway, we're going to try and keep it relevant to what we're doing, trying to build the business and then maybe extrapolate it out a little bit into what we used to do, media and music production. Does that make sense? It does to me. Might yeah. not to the listeners. <laughs> and there are some, aren't there? There are some. Oh, yeah, we've got some stats back. We got over 100, yeah. Yeah. which was nice. Um, <laughs> so there are some people listening. It's probably yeah. people we know. Yeah. But, uh, in saying that, um, I did get contacted by a guy called Phil. Yeah. Um, who's listened to it, which is nice. And I don't yeah. know who he is. So no that's good. Well, I do know who he is, but I'd forgotten. I'd met him ages ago. Right. Um, <laughs> And we might do some shameless self-promotion as we go. But then again, yeah. we might not. Yes. Yeah. All right. So uh, I've managed to fix my computer, which means that I can probably uh, play in our opening sting. Yes. Opening theme tune. This isn't done in edit. This is live, this. You ready? Yes. Here we go. Go. Oh. It's all gone quiet for me. Oh no. And this is the sound of raw silence. It's not AI generated silence. It's it's actual like technical error silence. You are. <laughs> it just stopped. For you? Yeah, yeah every, everything went silent. When I think did you mute your mic? Yeah, I did. Oh yeah. ah, right, yeah, because it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to do it again. Yeah, do I'm going to do it again. And I'm yeah. going to mute my mic in a different space this time. Right, yeah. All right, so... <laughs> so th- this is live. Ready? Yeah, if you can't it. tell already. I'm going to play live. it in now. I'm going to play it in. Here we go. We're launching a digital company. Where are all the humans? Humans are just sat downstairs in their pants. Exploring a digital future. And if everyone's happy and AI's providing for me, I'll be an AI slave. And I'm just going to trust the answer. If that doesn't scare the living out of you, I don't know what would. Let's make some chaos, let's do that. Yeah. <laughs> Can we make some money while we sleep? I was saying if you were a bot. <laughs> to which it replied, nope. It's all going to be done by AI and we are, or we're not, meat puppets. We're not sure yet. This could be one of many... Episode one. Yeah. Wow. Oh, whoops. Did you say we used to work in the media? Yeah. 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 And we learned absolutely nothing. Anyway, so we played that in. That was fun. Yeah. Um, That's good. Right. As ever, I've been using ChatGPT to help us format this new format. It's not that new. (laughs) So um, we're just going to have a little bit of a chat about what we've been up to this week. I'll go first if you want, Paul. I've been trying to get involved in the tech community, um, which 
means something awful for me. It means networking. <laughs> oh, Eventbrite and LinkedIn. Oh, Which are fantastic services that we really like. Oh, they're fantastic. Don't, yeah, yeah. Oh, keep an eye on that, Paul. Um, <laughs> <laughs> as I said, I'm halfway between ecstatic and losing the will to live. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> uh, I've been to two events this week. Um, I've been to the Turing Innovation Catalyst launch, TIC. And I have, I can't believe I'm going to say this. I went to a Tory conference fringe event. Oh, so you're giving politics away there. You just should have said uh, you went to a Conservative Party conference, you know. No, I went to a Tory conference fringe event. A fringe Um, event, yeah. So the idea of going to an event and networking fills me with dread. Going to a Tory conference fringe event fills me with even more dread. So trying to, you know, in the vein of unlearning old lessons, I went to that. You know, you just lost all the conservative listeners there now. They just switched off. Oh, well, <laughs> we're politically agnostic, Paul. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, you know what? It wasn't bad. Now, the first one was like a, um, they're launching a new thing to try and create an AI community in Manchester. And it's partnership with the university and trying to get a hub so... I imagine it was people from AI that was there. But one thing I really noticed, and one of our mutual friends from the music world was also there. Mm -hmm. And um, I didn't see anyone from TV. Right. I didn't see anyone from marketing. Yeah. And uh, our mutual friend didn't see anyone from music. And he knows everybody. Yeah, that's true. And a lot of people in TV, I just have to say. There is a there is that that's going on though, isn't it? Everyone we speak to just kind of pretending it doesn't exist. Yeah. So we keep on thinking that we're a little bit behind, hence our pivot to this yep. new podcast format. But <laughs> I think we actually might be a little bit ahead. Yeah. It was surprising not to see anybody. I mean, it's only it's only two events I've been to. Uh, I should say the second event, the 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 political party conference fringe event. Um, was about trying to form UK tech clusters. So mm-hmm. kind of the same thing, but they were um, really about making sure there's enough supporting technologies in different areas to be mm-hmm. able to build AI communities. And the thing that brought it home for me about the second event was language. So people just say AI, they don't really know what they mean. Yeah. Well, we we have had this discussion this week, though, haven't we? I mean, uh, tech company language in general is all a bit confusing. It seems that nobody really has got a standard. Yeah, who are you hiring? I don't know. (laughs) Because everyone uses different titles. What do you do? I don't know. Um, (laughs) But I even think just within AI itself, I mean, we've been really talking about generative AI and then using large language models is what we've been talking about. Yeah recently that's where i'm interfacing but i spoke to this guy spoke to this guy who'd been um the way he put it was elected by mistake as a a tory councillor amazing he said he didn't mean to get elected but he did but anyway i won't say where he's from but um i hadn't really thought about these things so he's trying to get an ai tech cluster together to do with space exploration and he was saying his biggest issue was um, making sure they've got someone who's good enough at space insurance. Space, space insurance. So big, basically, big. what what if Elon Musk's satellite like crashes into Bezos's satellite? <laughs> I want to see that happen. <laughs> but that's literally what it is. It's like yeah. space third party fire and theft. Right. I find okay. it really funny. And <laughs> been an area I'd really thought about, but. Um, <laughs> Um, so I'm going to try, you'll, you might come and join me, I think, but I'm going to try and go to a tech event yeah, of some we description. Should, we should definitely do this. Yeah. Try and do that each week. Yeah. Um, we do you have to put, and, you make a model in the insurance size? Is there like a, <laughs> is there a more than for, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I wonder what the excess is. <laughs> Space insurance. I love it. Yeah. Oh. Um, but it, it's it's all, I mean, most of these things seem to be trying to work out what they are as well. And there is that, you used to get this in the telly industry, there is that big shout, well, you know, AI is not just London, like people say, oh, telly's not just London. Yeah. There is that kind of side of things. Yeah. But it is, 
the interface with the university is good mm-hmm. in that um, I'm hoping that they've got loads of compute power that we can use. <laughs> yeah, that, that, um, that sounds good. And uh, we tried out a new shared office space this week, didn't we? We did. And it was yeah. good. I enjoyed that one. Yeah, we yeah. went to a place called Colony in uh, Piccadilly. Yes. They've got loads of places in Manchester. Yeah. Um, but um, uh, it was really good. It was nice. We had a good chat. We kind of came up with a plan, didn't we? Yeah, we did. Uh, uh, refined the plan. Yeah. Put some time scales in, worked out where all the sprints are happening and all of that. Uh, explain sprint again to me, Paul. Uh, a, 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 period, a short period of time where you do things. Any number of tasks inside a sprint, but right, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so we're reckoning in about four weeks' time we might have something ready to launch. Yes, indeed. Yes, our first digital product. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to do you want to talk any more about that in general, or do you want to what do you want to do? Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. I'll just mention what it is, and then um, when we get closer to the time, we'll talk about it. But it's basically. Um, it's an audio sample pack, um, based around, uh, the Korg M1, which is a classic keyboard. It's all the backend stuff that we're doing in the sprint. So getting the digital shop ready. So yeah. we're, we're trying to build a digital shop from scratch. So not use something like Shopify or something like that. Correct. We are. Um, and we're trying to design it from scratch as well. Yep. Yeah, and we, we've uh, got as far as getting our technology stack together, um, all working. Uh, now it's just implementation of that. I don't know if this is normal or not, but we've kind of got a four-week window now, haven't we? We have. Where we're thinking, all right, that's enough time to try things out, test it, make sure that it works. And that's yep. something that I'll probably ramble on about in a little bit when we get onto AI news. Yeah. Making sure that it works is surely one of the most important things. Yes. <sighs> which some people some people don't seem to think that it is but anyway we can talk about that in a little bit um and the main bits of ai we've been injecting into that is so i think you spent most of uh, our day at colony on chat gpt paul i did yep and is that's it useful uh, yes yes <laughs> tentative yes um that's for doing web copy so the text that goes on you know that informs you about the product i'm not going to say that's complete Um, also been using stable diffusion to generate images for the products so yeah that's what we're doing with those things Uh, have we talked about stable diffusion before i don't think we have talked about stable diffusion before okay so that's that's a local install uh, of um a generative image model I'm going to say so, local install. It's on my computer at home. I'll be honest. The first time I installed this, or should I say, Paul helped me install this locally, it actually blew my mind that. Mm-hmm. So if anyone's been trying out a uh, runway ML or been trying out um, mid journey or Dali yeah. or, you know, make it really consumer facing is uh, Bing chat images, yeah. which is essentially Dali. Um, it's basically doing all that without a subscription and an internet connection, and it just happens on your local computer. Yep. And you don't have to pay for it. No, all free, which is a gift and a curse. I think we have talked about that. It's <clears throat> free and open source, so yeah, um, great that you can get your hands on it for nothing, but the the documentation and the problems you run into are wide and varied. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm going to talk about that a little bit later. Yeah. And... Just as a uh, just as an aside, because um, one of the arguments I've been having in my head is about: Do you use these services that are like managed by people, or do you try and create your own? You know, and obviously yeah. we're trying to create value in a tech company, so we really want to design our own. Really, yeah, absolutely, yeah. But I thought I'd try out this thing. Um, so there's a new service up there called Flare.ai. Oh link yes, will be, link will be in the description. <laughs> And this bills itself as a service where you can upload some product images. For us, it's a, a box of a sample pack. And uh, then you can place it wherever you want. So if you want to put it on the moon or you want to put it on somebody's desk. Or uh, on a pedestal by the Amalfi Coast. <laughs> or on a pedestal 
by the Amalfi Coast, which <laughs> we tried this morning. Um, but <laughs> sorry, I'm just remembering. You're gonna have to put it. Did you get that image? You're gonna have to put it on. It's amazing. I don't know if I'm gonna be able to get the image. All right. But, okay. Basically, if you can imagine a very sleek looking software box sat <laughs> on a pedestal that looked like an air conditioning unit, I imagine <laughs> that had a woman's face next to it, um, and it was overlooking the Amalfi Coast. There's some cherry blossom in the front for some reason. But, yeah. no, no, it's just terrible. But anyway, yeah. But needless to say, I, I mean, uh, for, for us anyway, we uh, we were probably using it wrong. But yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I'm thinking of thinking about it, it when you get to know the back end, like the um, stable diffusion stuff. That to me, I might be completely wrong. Flare seems to be using a version of stable diffusion. Yeah, that's just got like a website in front of it. Yeah, that if you don't know how to use stable diffusion, you don't have to. You can just move some sliders on a website. Yeah, yeah, and it does it for you. And that definitely, that, yeah, I think I think you're almost ninety percent. I think you're correct. But I mean, if anyone wants to go and have a go at Flare.ai, yep, um, and see what you can create on the Amalfi Valfi Coast, <laughs> they got they got a free login. Um, and the reason that I did this and not running um my stable diffusion locally is that I've had a mare with my computer this week. Yeah. Um, and basically, whenever I tried to run anything locally that was AI-based, my old computer would just switch off. Yeah. Um, oh, no. Too much. W- which is a bad day. It's weird. Just as I said that, all my screens went black, but that's oh. just my screensaver coming on, so that's oh, all right. Phew. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if people know, but um, when you try and run models locally, it's all about um, your graphics card, or GPU, we'd call it. And so I was convinced that my graphics card was broken. All my power supply was broken. So I reinstalled my entire computer, bought a new graphics card, bought a new power supply, installed them all this morning, launched the AI thing I wanted to run. Exactly the same thing happened. Oh. Anyway, um, I don't know if we've got, we've not got enough audience to do this, but um, scan computers in Bolton, rang them up. They sorted it in about two minutes. I'd, yeah. overclock me, I'd overclock my CPU. Really boring conversation. But I think they overclocked it, didn't they? When we originally they, bought yeah, it, actually a they while overclocked. Ago. Yeah, yeah, they overclocked it when we originally bought it. Anyway, um, all up and running. I've got my AI running again locally, and I'm really, really happy. <laughs> but you've had an interesting AI experience this week, Paul. I did chatbot. Go on. Yeah, chatbots, which you know generally fill you with dread. I hate them. I'll, I'll be honest, but that might be changing. Well, I've, I've, um, yeah, I recently took it upon myself to, uh, after looking at my bank account, um, discovered I was paying a hideous amount of money every month for subscriptions of things I'm barely using. So I thought, right, time to sort that out. Um, <clears throat> so I went on a subscription audit, stopped a load of things, you know. And um, anyway, then I noticed a couple of days later out of PayPal, it was for a TV service. Um, now TV. Yeah, I signed up for a free trial. <laughs> right, we've all you done know, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that. Yeah, that's one great thing about starting a new company. You get a new email. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> free trials galore. <laughs> but then turn into um, subscriptions that you're paying. Anyway, yeah. cancelled it. But then I noticed um, that was for football, and for football on Sky, you pay for an HD booster. Which of course, is... you do. Just, I don't even know, but everybody else just delivers 4K, no problem. So I was paying for an HD booster for a subscription I wasn't using. So I thought, oh, I need to sort that out. I need to get a refund on that. And it was, if that had gone out for a few months, you know. Yeah. Not a fortune, but um, still don't want to be paying for it for if I'm not using it. So I went on the website, logged in, et cetera, et cetera. I was looking around for customer support and there was, oh, you know, emailers here. Couldn't find a phone number. Just like, oh, no, no. So the, go on the chat bot. So I, I was logged into the account, went onto the chat bot, and it went, hello, you know, um, what can we help you with today? And a list of things came up. And one of the Didn't things your was... heart sink at that moment? Yeah, and absolutely. Go, no. I thought, oh, no. Yeah, anyway, so it says uh, refund. So I pressed the refund thing. Yeah. And it started thinking the little spinny thing came up. Um, and then it went, oh, 
uh, refund for your Now TV account. You cancelled this on so-and-so. I thought, yeah, I know I did. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? And then yeah. nothing else happened. Then it started thinking and then it went, oh, but you've been paying for, I'm paraphrasing, but yeah. it went, um, oh, you've been paying for um, the HD booster since then. Would you like to cancel it? Yep. And then it went, um, and would you like a refund? What? <laughs> yeah. And then the next day, the refund was in my account. Amazing. I was like, wow, that was yeah. really good. Yeah. That's that's not a chatbot experience, that. No. No. Did not like, try and put you through to a different department? No, no, I know. No. Nothing. It just, just happened. Honestly, it was all, all over in about two minutes. I was very impressed. That's brilliant, that. I mean, that ties in. With a couple of other things, I've been reading this week about how one of the one of the biggest areas that AI are replacing humans is in customer service. Right. Yeah. And even the energy company I use, I know they've like replaced two hundred and fifty people oh with a chatbot, but their customer satisfaction has gone right up. Oh right. Okay. Well, I know on uh, customer satisfaction, whatever metric they use has gone right up, even though they're using AI, so they're sticking with it. And I know that costs jobs. But I think that's an example of, I think, I mean, obviously, I love tech, yeah. but there's nothing worse than badly implemented tech. No. And I think that's what gives everything a bad name. I shouldn't say this. Anything done by the government, basically, <laughs> just doesn't work, does it? <laughs> no. <I've>, no. <laughs> it's, and then you're like dead frustrated and the in, like, you've got to, got to implement this technology and then, oh, they get Bilbo Baggins to do it, their mate from down the road, and it just doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. Massive yeah. up to Now TV and yeah. Sky, their chatbots ace, yeah. um, and you got a refund. Yeah. Right, so we're going to move on to our next section now, and we're not meant to flag these, but anyway, our next section is just AI news updates. So we've got a load of uh, what's been going on in the world of AI. So we're going to go to a sting poll. Yes, and we're going to hear it. You're got actually going to hear it. See if I can stop it before the loop. Let's see what happens. Yes. Yes. Stopped it before the loop. <laughs> I'll be a radio DJ by the end of this. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I'll be streaming, Paul. Yeah. <clears throat> anyway. Right. So we've got a list of new, uh, new stuff that's happened. Some of it's this week. Some of it's a little bit older. But the uh, first one I was going to start with is, so last week we recorded with Andy and we replaced his voice and we were talking a little bit about the US writer's strike. Yeah. And um, whilst we were recording that episode, they came to an agreement. Yeah. Um, so the US writer's strike is over. Now, those who don't know, there was a big writer's strike about how much money they get from streaming and loads of other things. And part of that was also AI threatening them. Yeah. And they were worried about the studios just using AI. Yep. Um, and I was reading an article on Reuters. Link will be in the description. I'm going to say that a lot during this episode. Mm -hmm. um, but I was really surprised. The deal they've done means that the studios can actually use AI now. Yeah. Which really surprised me. Mm. Um, Maybe they were talking about the, I don't know the details actually. I've not seen it, but um, yeah. Well, what, what? they were actually talking about, you know, the suggestion you made on the last episode yep. about usage and all that. Yeah. Well, it seems, according to this Reuters article anyway, that is what they've done. Yes, you see. It's all about earning money while you sleep. I don't know what was wrong with people. It just seems like a no brainer to me. <laughs> I think they were listening to our episode, Paul. Yeah. I know the timelines don't done. work out, but I think we should, you, you should claim credit for that. I'm going to. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. So that so so apparently, uh, you know, time time will tell. I don't think as of this recording, they've actually released the full details of the entire contract. But it does involve Hollywood being able to use uh, use their writing to train AI. Yeah, and but as long as they credit them and pay them, they've agreed to it. Yeah, there's going to be though. There's going to be voiceover artists hand over fist doing training sessions now, isn't there? Yeah. That'll be I mean, uh, that'll be an industry. I mean, it gives me hope. That, that but, gives me hope that people might actually embrace it, and this AI thing is not the new three D TV. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. Um. Okay, going to move on to my next story. Chat GPT, the one probably everyone is familiar with. Uh, it can now hear. 
Yeah. So you can talk to it and it can speak. So they've done, they've done this um, sort of example of how you might use it. Does it and sound like that, Hal? Well, the bit that's really creepy is they're suggesting that people should use chat GPT to tell their kids a story Ooh. when they go to bed. Ooh. Which it, to me is a proper dystopian future. So we're going to have a little bit of a talk with it. So there's a link in the description which takes you to an OpenAI page. OpenAI are the people who make ChatGPT. You can now use voice to engage in a back-and-forth conversation with your assistant. Speak with it on the go. Request a bedtime story for your family. Oh. Okay. So here we go. Here's, here's their example. We want to hear a bedtime story. Tell us a story about the super-duper sunflower hedgehog named Larry. So I think that's Start a, with telling us a little bit about him. I think that's a human bit. Yeah. Larry was a unique hedgehog unlike any other. He had bright sunflower petals instead of spines. Residing in Meadowville, Larry spread joy and color wherever he rolled. People cherished his radiant presence. What was his house like? Larry's house was a cozy burrow beneath a sunflower field. Inside, the walls shimmered with golden petal patterns. Natural light streamed through tiny sunflower windows, creating a warm, glowing ambience. It was a sun-kissed haven. Who is his best friend? His best friend was Luna, a luminescent firefly. Anyway, you get the idea. That is an example of how they see you using it, um, making up a story. I mean, maybe, you know, kids use it to tell their own story. You do get a choice of voices. Right, yeah. So unlike, you know, Alexa or Google, I probably just set people's Alexas and Googles off. But <laughs> unlike that, you get to pick... Here's a quick example of your voices. This is Juniper. Once in a tranquil woodland, there was a fluffy mama cat named Lila. And this is Skye. One sunny day, she cuddled with her playful kitten, Milo, under the shade of an old oak tree. This is Cove. Milo, Lila began. All American. And her voice soft and gentle. You're going to have a new playmate soon. Um, And I'm not sure if I'm right here. But OpenAI have launched this thing called Whisper as well, which is a voice generation tool. Right, okay. So I think that's what's generating their voice. Okay, yeah. You know, I mentioned before, there was a guy that was listening to our podcast. This yeah. guy called, uh, he's a guy called Phil Birchenhall, um, and I'll, I'll drop his um, link in the description. But he's built his own maths app using it. Right. So kids can just ask maths questions. Right. So I think there is some good uses of it. But anyway, you can now talk to chat uh, GPT right. and it can speak to you. And another th part of that is they've also launched DALI 3. That's open to public now, right? I was just... Mm. Yeah. DALI 3 is open to public. You can jump on bing.com slash images, link in the description, <laughs> um, and have a go at generating your images. So those who don't know, DALI was one of the original generative image models. And it was always not quite as good as Runway or, so to say, realistic as Runway or um, yeah. uh, Mid Journey. <clears throat> but with DALI 3, which you can just get through Bing. Who uses Bing? Nobody yeah. uses Bing. <laughs> I think a lot of people are using Bing now. Yeah, yeah I know. Let's Bing that. Yeah. Wait, I'll just Bing it. <laughs> For free, you can generate images and reportedly... And I know we talked a lot about copyright. Um, Microsoft are now saying that um, AI-generated stuff using their tools, which is OpenAI, they'll do what Adobe said they were going to do, which Ooh. is protect you against copyright. Ooh. So it seems like they're all leaping in. Yeah. So if you wanted to, you could go and essentially create an animated book yeah. For free, using free tools inside Bing. Yeah. Ah, never thought I'd be saying that. No. Inside <laughs> Bing. No. So anyway, that's what uh, uh, OpenAI have been up to this week. And Bing Bing is now available again in ChatGPT, right? Oh, God, yeah, you're absolutely right. So, you can browse uh, the web again. <laughs> yeah. You can browse the web again, officially again. Yeah. Yeah. Why do you think that is, Paul? Um, why do you think? Why do you think they stopped it for a bit? <laughs> you can, uh, did it? I think it did the when they released it. Not was it not DeepMind? What was the one before where it got all sweary? <laughs> oh, that was their Twitter bot, wasn't it? Yeah, 
Yeah, started getting really racist. <laughs> yeah, started getting racist and sweary and really abusive. Yeah. He disappeared <laughs> down a hellhole. Um, yeah, I think that kind of thing must have been happening, I reckon. So they probably increased their guardrails a little bit. Yeah. Um, made it a little safer for people. Yeah. So with uh, OpenAI, ChatGPT and Bing, you can do a hell of a lot more and they've made it more um, public facing, easier to use. Yeah. Um, so anyway, go and have a look at that. I'm going to go and have a look and we should, uh, I'll report back don't next go week. Have, don't, go, don't have a look now. Oh, no, I'll, I'll wait till we finish this. Okay, and then moving on to something, um, you know, close to our hearts. We're doing a, a podcast. Spotify is going to clone podcasters' voices. They're just going to do it. What? Well, <laughs> I was trying to read in between the lines. So there's a, a link uh, to an article, a Verge article, um, uh, in the description. And basically... What they're doing is what they're talking about doing is taking um, English speaking podcasts and when people listen to them in different jurisdictions, jurisdictions, where am I? Jurisdictions. Mm, is that proper like, like in Florida? Anyway, <laughs> um, in different countries, that's the word I was looking for, uh, in different countries, then you will hear their voice. So, um, okay, popular podcast is a guy called uh, Lex Friedman. I've got his name right. Yeah, Lex Friedman. And they've used him to demo it. It tries to make it so what your voice will sound like in the other language. Ooh. So they're using, like we have actually, they're using um, the content of the podcast to train a voice model. Yep. And Refer then translate. to last week's episode, people. If yeah. You, uh, you'll see some uh, of that. Hear some of that. Uh, yeah, and then using that to then translate it. So you hear the foreign language in their voice, even though they can't speak the other language. That sounds good. So I don't know whether they're just doing it and it's just happening and you've got no choice. Yeah. I doubt that's the case, but they've, they've demoed it with Lex Friedman. Um, wow. It also reminds me, actually, Paul. So yep. um, we did the voice training last week. Yep. And um, I trained my voice. Yep. And one thing that's really good at doing languages is a thing called Eleven Labs. Yeah. Link in the description. I had to wait, wait a month for my finely tuned voice to come back. Um, and it came back. Yes. It came back just as we recorded in last week's episode. Do you want to have a listen? Of course. Okay. So this is uh, my model from Eleven Labs. And I've just literally typed this into their webpage and it's generated this audio. So you ready? Here we go. Here we go. Hi there, it's Martin, and this is my Eleven Labs fine-tuned voice. I've literally just typed this out to see what it sounds like. This was trained from around 45 minutes worth of clips from the Meat Puppets podcast, so it should sound super conversational. I don't know <laughs> if it does. It's made you posher. <laughs> You're a lot of posher on that. <laughs> well, I dumb it down for this podcast, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> Did, we, we, did you have a posh voice on when you were training it? I actually trained it off one of our earlier podcasts. Right. So what's weird is I did try copying some transcription of the podcast. Yeah. And popping it back in rather than typing. Right, yeah. Uh -huh. So I've just taken... So we transcribe each episode of our podcast. Yeah. So I've, I've cut and pasted some of that transcription... Got you. And dropped it in thinking it might sound more natural rather than me just typing something. Right, yeah. So that this is this is what this is. The next bit is a cotton paste from a recent episode recording. Not typed. Andy, could you open could you just record that for us? Could you go um welcome to the meat puppets based on a true story in a really dramatic voice? Go on, go on. You don't have to do it now if you don't want to. Just tell me to get lost. Oh, weird. I think that sounds worse. Yeah, you, you've gone posh and a little bit southern. I know. It's Odd. really weird. It's really, really weird. Odd. Um, now, there are sliders on Eleven Labs where you can change how much like the accent comes through and stuff like that, but this was the best setting that I found. Right. Um, but, you know, it's little things like it's generated mic pops. I don't oh. know if you could hear that. No. So I went and my P's, my plosives. What? <laughs> Uh, and this last bit is just typed again. So this last bit, let's have a listen. And 
uh, I do have to say uh, that's pretty amazing, really. Not quite me, but kind of almost me. A bit pissed, maybe. Hi there. <laughs> I've just oh, I've got it on loop still. Sorry about that. <laughs> um, but I don't think that's too bad, you know. No, I mean, it, it's a bit strange. <laughs> I'll be honest, it's a bit well, strange. Well, you know, well, I was thinking a use case for that. It was, it, what it said to me is if you wanted to do a completely headless YouTube channel with scripts and generated voice and generated pictures. Yeah. You know, um, like Economics Explained or something like that. I think yeah. it would be totally possible. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, I think it would be, yeah. Um, you know what, though? I'm seeing tutorials all over the place that are that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. yeah. I'll, uh, I'm going to put a link in the description, actually, to one of those. There's uh, somebody who's watching about uh, Stable Diffusion, the entire thing. Is um, I think they just capture what they're doing, yeah. and then the um, the voiceovers all AI. Oh, the glory thing would be watch this video, work out what I'm doing, write a script for it. Yeah. yeah. Well, <clears throat> well, that might maybe be coming right. I maybe mean, that's already happened. Maybe it's already happened. Yeah. Are we talking about uh, GPTV? Oh. Paul, they should hire you. <laughs> GPTTV. <laughs> That's brilliant. No, That's no, brilliant. no, no, no. GPTV, the Google oh, thing. I'm so sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you'd just come up. I thought no. you'd just come up with a title for chat GPTTV. No. What's that? You have to tell me now. Ah, uh, so um, the uh, it's the Gemini project, GPTVs, and it's the um visual model so they're basically going all in on robotics oh i've seen that yeah, yeah. i've seen that yeah yeah i've seen that yeah oh it's gpt 4v it... let me get that right yeah, yeah. Have we got that on our list we haven't got that on our list well kind of it's yeah. uh, steve wozniak's test for an ai and a robotics ai can it go into someone's house and make a coffee so ah, really, now really i've seen that. things so to me, the take home from all of that kind of stuff was, um, and Matt Wolf, we'll explain who Matt Wolf and uh, AI Explained are in a little bit, but um, they're basically saying the, big, the biggest shift in AI at the moment is the move to multimodal models. And the thing I watched um, about Google's was that, so apparently with ro robots, you generally, you train them on a task uh, and a situation and a location. Yeah. And they can perform that task in that situation, in that location, no trouble. You take them out of the situation, change the task or change the location, no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> Computer says no. Yeah. Um, but on the demos they're doing for that is just through the vision, you could just say to them, uh, put them in a house and just go, can you get me a glass of milk? Yeah. And it'll work out that it's got to go to the kitchen. Yep. Yep. It'll figure out that it needs to go at the fridge. Yep. Because that's where the milk likely is, even if it never knew that the milk was in the fridge. Yeah. Which sounds really basic, doesn't it? But Yeah, yeah. And and the way I understood it, that's them essentially slamming what they've learned in large language models. Yes into what they've learned in training robotics. Is that right? Yes, that's right. It is a large language model. Yeah, it's and they've done a neural network on top of it, which is the visual thing. And it's doing things like, I mean, on one of the examples, it was um, they were using it inside a mobile phone, which I found interesting, maybe connecting to a website or whatever. But um, they took a picture as it walked into a restaurant of a menu. Yeah. Um, and then later on, there was a couple of empty beers on the table and they asked it, how much am I going to be paying for these beers? And it came up uh, with the answer. That's amazing. Yeah. And it's looking at, you know, equations and stuff like that. The thing that I found absolutely fascinating about it though, is the prompting, um, to get the right answer. Um, like with. With the right prompts, you will get the right answer, but with some incorrect prompting, you won't, you know, yeah. which is really yeah. bizarre. Yeah. And there's a whole layer of AI working on the prompts to direct the AI, 
which is now yeah. just a to whole try- other level. <laughs> yeah, to try and work out if the prompt is right. Yeah, and then work out what the best what you actually meant by your prompt, and yeah. then rewrite it in some way that I'd understand it. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. It is bonkers. Is uh, that's coming out? I think is it next month that Gemini is meant to be landing? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. But they, they are starting. I think the next model is called Gobi. G O B I. And that's right. going to be the multimodal model from the ground up, so not a large yeah. language model. So, you know, so, things might get well, scary. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm going to whip it back round to Lex Friedman, who I mentioned earlier. Um, and Lex Friedman, apparently he's super famous. I'd never heard of him before I started looking into this AI stuff. And it was uh, only because he was interviewing people like Sam Altman, who's right. the guy who's the face of open AI. And um, so he seems, so not only have Spotify, you know, demoed their language stuff on his voice, um, but he had, um, he had a chat with Zuckerberg of metaverse fame. This isn't strictly AI, but um, there's, again, link in the description. They had a meeting in the, in the metaverse. They did a podcast record in the metaverse. Oh, so from different sides of the states, I don't know if they were different sides. They were very far away, right? You know, um, but there was a photo real version of Zuckerberg, and a photo real version of Lex Friedman, and so Zuckerberg could see Lex Friedman. Friedman could see Zuckerberg, but all it was live tracking all of their facial features, all of the little movements wow, of the yeah. eyes, and uh, I mean. I think they they kind of made it a little bit easy for himself because I think you've probably got two of the most controlled people, Lex Freeman and Mark Zuckerberg, who aren't known for displaying their emotions. Amazing. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. (laughs) To demonstrate how good this stuff is. And it's weird because when you watch the 2D video of it, I suppose it's never as impressive. Because it's just like, oh, it's a 2D video of some avatars that look like Lex Friedman and look like Zuckerberg. Right, yeah. You know, imagine being in it is much better. Yeah, yeah. But I was just like, either the tech's not quite there yet, so we're going to use Zuck and we're going to use Lex Friedman because they don't emote a lot. Right, So we can kind of get away with it. But you should have a look at it. It's very funny. But um, they're trying to work out a way now for... so. Um, people who've been in the metaverse before, it's like always creating like, you know, like the old Nintendo avatars of yourself. Yes. You kind of create a cartoony version of yourself. And then it was, they were using that to emote. So now they're moving to photo real versions of yourself. And they're trying to work out a version where you just scan yourself with your phone. Right. It's all a bit weird. What, 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 why, why, why not a human? Don't get that part. <laughs> For human you emotions. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. It's because they couldn't do it photo real. <laughs> it's because they haven't but, got any emotions, I reckon. Well, <laughs> yeah. Just watch the video. I mean, you might even hear it. Let me just play you a little bit of his voice. I'm not sure if you're allowed to do this, but yeah. um, I'm going to play a little bit of his voice. Uh, news and news fair dealing comments. New, yeah. Oh, let me just play the bit right at the beginning when he first goes into the video. So this yeah. is in first. This is this is uh, Lex Friedman experiencing the photo real experience inside the metaverse, talking to Zuck. So he's showing the wonder in his voice. Got it. This is so great. Lighting change, and it doesn't feel awkward to be really close to you. No, it does. I actually moved you. I moved you back a few feet before you got into well, the headset. You were like right here. I don't know if people can see this, but this is incredible. The realism here is just incredible. Anyway, they could do get a little bit more excited. I think. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, it's worth a watch. It's worth a watch. Um, okay, so we were talking about stable diffusion before. We touched a little bit on um, um, copyright. Yes. And so let me just set this up for you. So I'm probably best setting this up by an article I saw in The Guardian. But this idea that if something's generated by a machine, it cannot have copyright attached to it. Mm. That's what people are saying. Mm. Um. And there's this guy, an artist called Jason Allen, 
who was using Midjourney um, to create this image. And he spent ages like refining his prompts, doing in painting, you know, basically using Midjourney as a tool to create this amazing image. And if you have a look at the article on the link in the description, it's an amazing picture. Okay. And so he was like going, well, I have spent hours and hours and hours using Midjourney to create this image. Um, and I'll just read exactly what he said, because he entered a series of prompts, adjusted the scene, selection, selected por portions to focus on, dictated the tone, but the ruling has come back that if all of the work's traditional elements of authorship were produced by a machine, the work lacks human authorship. So the office will not register it for copyright. Right. So it still seems to be, you know, this, I've mentioned this before, but the old argument when the camera came out, yep. the idea that you could copyright a photograph was laughed at. Yeah. And personally, I don't see this as too different. No. Um, uh, you know, they're saying, well, where's the craft? I suppose the craft is knowing how to use the machine, which is like the craft of trying to use your camera. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you're involved in the process, aren't you? Yeah. You know, it's like when you're using these stable diffusion models, it it, it doesn't do anything unless you tell it to. Yeah. And, and what you what you are imagining is the whole point. So at the moment, we don't have copyright for AI-generated images. Mm -hmm. So I imagine they're, you know, considered to be open source or they're considered to be other people's copyright because they've trained it on images that other people have made. So with all of this in mind, people are trying to put now, are trying to put watermarks inside AI-generated images. So these are little things that are hidden inside the picture that will let people know that it was AI-generated, but you can't visually see it. Yeah, okay. Um, and one of the people that are doing this is DeepMind. So they've got a thing called SynthID, which yep. kind of puts like a, weird QR code inside your picture. So then when they scan it with their AI detecting bot, I made that up, that's not a thing, <laughs> but their, their super sleuth AI detecting bot goes, AI image, like that, right, um, yeah. then, it, then it'll know. Um, but then, so again, link in the description, but then I stumbled across um, another wired story about these group of guys who... Um, we're investigating this and they've managed to simply break every single watermarking issues. So it's a thing called <laughs> okay. researchers tested, researchers tested all AI watermarks and broke them all. Okay. So, uh, after seeing these guys break it, I thought I'd just give it a little test. And one of the little tools I came across, um, was this site called wasitai.com. Wasitai.com. And it's a little utility where you can upload an image or send a link. And it will tell you whether or not it's AI. We've obviously been generating a load of random AI images. Um, and so I grabbed one of those, which was, I think, a picture of you as a professor, Paul, Professor Wizard, from a while back. Oh, and, sorry, uh, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was you as a Professor Wizard. And so I put that in and it went, yes, this is created by a bot. Yeah. Um, but one of the other tests I did uh, was I used Runway um, ML to create a, a bespoke AI model of me, proper egotistical. <laughs> and basically, you just upload, upload a load of images of you, and then you, could, you have a model with your name, and you could go, all right, Martin in a tent, and it'll generate an image of something that looks kind of like you in a tent. Um, so I found one of those, and I found like what I thought was the most realistic one which is uh, one of me um, in a field, and it looks kind of like me, and uploaded it. Was it AI? And it goes, no, created by a human. <laughs> so then I found another one where the picture it generated, I was missing three fingers, you know, and it blatantly didn't look anything like me, and I uploaded that, and it goes, generated by a human. <laughs> and, and then we did I thought oh I, don't, I was like I don't understand how it's knowing whether this is generated by AI or not <laughs> I love this so we thought we'll be we'll give it a hand 
So I renamed the file like it was a prompt. And I even put the name of an image AI image generator in the name of the file, <laughs> uploaded it again. And it goes, no, created by a human. <laughs> so <laughs> love that. <laughs> I know. So um, I think, you know, the truth is dead. Yeah. If the AI can't see what the AI has created, I don't yeah. know what chance we stand of being able to know. No. I mean, if you knew me, you'd knew that you'd know that that wasn't a picture of me. Yeah. But if you absolutely, but if you didn't know me, you wouldn't know it wasn't a real picture. Yeah. So there's part of me that thinks if they do give copyright for AI images and then you embed a watermark in it, then no one's going to be able to tell who owns it anyway because the watermarks don't work. <laughs> yeah. You'll just get AIs arguing with each other about whether who owns it. The closest thing I can think to the argument for giving AI images copyright is Andy Warhol. Huh? Come again? <laughs> I know. <laughs> so Andy Warhol used to have like a team of people screen printing stuff. Oh, yeah. Right, yeah. And then he just used to wander around. I know it's a little bit more complicated than that, and I'm probably completely making everyone who loves art hate me. <laughs> but the way I understand it, he just went, oh, you know, Campbell's soup. Yeah. And they went, all right. And all he right. goes, yeah, that's good. Yeah. I'll put my name on it. Ah, oh, genius. Love yeah. it. Way ahead of his time. Yeah. Way ahead of his time. Black Mirror. <laughs> there is a reason for me saying this. Yeah. And this is me. It's Black Mirror from 2011. Yeah. So oh, is that how 12, long that came out? Oh, wow. 12 Thank years you. ago. Yeah. Wow. So there's a Black Mirror episode where you had this little thing inside your brain that recorded everything you see. Yeah. And you could rewind it at any point. Oh, See yeah. what had happened. Great episode. Yeah. So, and it's, I just got, I, I got pushed this advert for a thing called rewind pendant oh and it's basically a little pendant that you wear around your neck that records everything you say and oh. everything everyone says to you and everything around you and it transcribes it and puts it into a searchable database for you crikey and there's it's not they've not made it yet the it's a kickstarter but the idea that you just wear this thing around your neck and the way they're pushing it is kind of saying like if you um link in the description again. But you know, if you forget what you said in that meeting. Yeah, that's the safe things they came up with to sell it. It's not really about that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what what did what did you agree in that contract? Yeah. Um but uh, also but it's so it's always recording. They promise it'll always just stay on device. So it'll just be on your smartphone or in the pendant. So it's like a locally running AI thing. Wow. I was like, hang on, but what if somebody's <laughs> wearing one of those pendants and I was chatting to them? You kind of want to know, wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah. The yeah, is chatting not lost to somebody some... there that you forgot what you were saying while talking uh, about that. Yeah, all right, yeah, fair enough, yeah. Yeah, what was I talking about? Let me just rewind. Yeah. Let me just rewind. <laughs> but you might need and, one, Martin. <laughs> yeah, well, well, you know, I might sign up, $59, apparently. Um... But yeah, so if uh, so, are you chatting to someone? You're in a group of people, and I imagine it's recording everybody. Yeah, that's a bit scary, isn't it? So they said they're going to work out how permissions will work. Yeah, they're going. Yeah, I mean uh, th that's similar to um, the doorbells and the cameras on your house, right? Yeah, yeah, it is, and I suppose you know that's only recording a short snippet, or is it conspiracy mm. theorists? Yeah. Or is it? <laughs> um. But that's not on a person, is it? Hmm. I, I think there's all sorts of ramifications for that going wrong. Yeah. But the fact that they've got a Kickstarter and they're doing it, mm. it's only taken them 12 years from Black Mirror. That just cues up lots of people saying, uh, but I've changed my mind since then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I think what that dictates is, um, you know, there's a vision there where... I'm not saying AI moves from software to hardware, but like dedicated hardware for AI software models, mm. I think is going to be an area that grows. And I know yeah. Apple are working on AI that will sit on device, so you're not having to go to the web all the time. Yeah. But um, I think they're just around the corner. Mm. Um, anyway, that is our AI news this week, Paul. Yeah, good.
Um, we're meant to have a big AI discussion now, but I'm not going to do it. No, okay. Um, we're meant to be talking about doing a big, a big business decision in this next bit, but it feels like there's far too much in this podcast, so we're going to bump that till next week. Yeah, good call. So next week, we're going to have a conversation about open source versus closed model AI services, which right. is kind of what we started with. So yeah. using stuff in the cloud that people have made or have it on your own computer and make your own. Yeah. And we're also going to talk about, so every day there's about 20 different product demos. Yeah. New AI services, this.ai, this.ai. Yeah. And they're coming out all the time. And in my limited experience, only about 10% of them actually work. Yeah. But we're going to talk about that as well. Yeah. So all this AI stuff happening everywhere. I've always feel like I need somebody to curate it. And I suppose it's what we're trying to attempt to do on this podcast, but in a proper meta style. I just wanted to talk about two people that if you're at all interested in how AI might affect you or want to try out some tools and see what's happening, I think there's two amazing YouTube channels you could be following. Yes. And it, yeah, obviously, follow the meat puppets. Obviously. But there's this guy called Matt Wolf. Um, W-O-L-F-E, there'll be a, a, um, a link in the description. Yep. And he releases weekly. He also has an amazing website called Future Tools. Uh, we're in no way affiliated to him or anything. No. But he does some amazing stuff. And if you just want a quick recap of, or a quick roundup of what's been happening, I think he's a really good guy to follow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so so, th so there's a channel you put me onto as put as well, Paul. There is AI AI Explained, which is a really good channel, which is more about the high level stuff. Also about the business of it, upcoming models, and he goes quite deep into it. Sometimes does lose me, I'll be honest. <laughs> but um he, yeah, he talks about the big business and what's happening. The way I look at it is Matt Wolf is like more Jaeger bombs. <laughs> and AI Explained has got a pint of mild and reading a book at the end of the bar. Yeah, definitely, yeah. With a, and with a it, deeply concerned look on his face. But quite excited. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it, it's, it's weird. He, go, he goes, oh, that channel makes me go between, oh, my God, this is terrifying. The singularity yeah. is going to happen. Yeah. And this is just, let's just stop it all now. <laughs> yeah. Through to, and I watched Matt Wolf and was like, oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Look at that. I, yeah. I, you know, I, I can put my face on anything. It's amazing. Woo. <laughs> um, so if you want two sides of it, they're the two people I follow anyway. There's a couple yeah. of other people I'm watching as well, but um, they're really good. Um, other thing we're going to do this week, we're going to try out another new shared space in Manchester. Yeah, a place called Fabrica, yeah. which is Colony again. Yeah, and apparently it's where all the tech heads go to meet. Right. So going full circle and like trying to inject ourselves into the tech community, we'll go and try that space. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, and of course, we'll be seeing what's going on in the AI world. Basically, I'll be watching Matt Wolf and AI Explained and working out what's interesting. We've been thinking about how the hell do we tell people that the Meat Puppets is out there, mm -hmm. and how do we get useful metrics. Mm -hmm. and my gut feeling is let's just go on every platform everywhere well it's not my gut feeling that's what I think you should do I don't want to be on every platform everywhere because I feel super self-conscious about it even being up mm -hmm. but we went out we started doing some um, stuff on LinkedIn and on Twitter um, I just realised in the podcast we never say where we are so you'll find the Meat Puppets podcast on LinkedIn uh -huh. we the Meat Puppets podcast. You'll also find us on Twitter, which is at Meat Puppets Pod. Okay, yeah. Haven't you got to be listening already to uh, to know where it is? They do that all the time. No one on all other all, all the other podcasts I listen to listen to us wherever you get your podcasts. I, you're right. I already am. Yeah. <laughs> I, I know where I get my podcasts. I know. And I've just listened to you. <laughs> I know. So I don't think mine's that bad. No. Anyway. Um. So I don't know when we're recording next week. Maybe we'll get closer to the Wednesday release date. Um, maybe we'll go back to doing a podcast about how we did the website. I want to avoid that. <laughs> I'm going to say uh, goodbye. And uh, yeah, we'll hopefully see, see you next, next week. time.
See you, folks. See you, see you next time. See you next time. Le- hit. I don't know. Listen to us next time. <laughs> no, that doesn't work. <laughs> Listen to us next time on the Meat Puppets. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, well, yeah. we're on Twitter at Meat Puppets Pod. At Meat Puppets Pod. <laughs> Proper down with the kids. Bye, Paul. <laughs> See you later. Bye. Bye. Bye.